episode 14, Leanne Ellington. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. This episode is sponsored by the Alpha Way Intensive. This is where we get six aspiring or current alpha men and we take them away to the coast and we just take them to another level. So if you're interested in that, we have South Coast UK, the first ever one on the very early first week in September. And then we move over two weeks later, around the 19th, 21st, to the West Coast, USA. If you're interested in either, just get in touch, reach out, find out more. I'm loving all your uh, biatch stuff you're putting out there. It's good. Thank you. I'm loving it too. What woman doesn't want a little alpha male in her life? <laughs> exactly. Get to the podcast. Today, I have Leanne Ellington. Did I say that right? Yeah, oh, you my did. Goodness. It just Perfect. I just said, sounded wrong to me for a second, but yeah, that's cool. Um, she is all about ditching the bitch. And this does not mean, uh, blokes, that, you know, getting rid of your girlfriend, your wife or something like that. And it's for ladies, for men. It's We've all got some bitchiness inside us um, and we're a bit of an alter ego as well. So um, firstly, Leanne, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I am ready to awaken my alpha. I have not been asked that this week yet. So yes. <laughs> today. So cool. Good. Well, that was a very brief introduction to me, but I mean, to you from me, can you uh, add to that bio a little bit about like, what are you all about? Absolutely. You know, just like you said, kind of the, everybody has these voices in their heads that might not serve them, whether they're on a mission or they're just trying to improve their lives or better themselves. We all have the tendency to have these conversations in our head that maybe take us off track or maybe don't paint ourselves in the best picture. And I found that it wasn't a matter of having the best plan or the best program or the best, you know, template, because if you're not going to get yourself to do it, what's the point of having the best. And so, um, you know, ditch the bitch, the bitches are just a fun story that I, that I wrapped around personal transformation and taking the conversations that you're having in your head and identifying them and identifying the ones that don't serve you and are probably taking you down the road or continuing down the road that you don't want to go down and switching them up and literally ditching the bitch. And bitch is just a perspective. You know, if you have a, a bitch perspective of your life or of your circumstances, your actions and thoughts are probably going to be a cascade effect of those. And so that's in a nutshell what it is, kind of ditching the naysayers, the critics, the judgmental biatches in your head. And, <laughs> and it's just fun and, to say as well. <laughs> absolutely. It really is. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. That's quality. Um, have you linked all into that and just yourself? Have you got a, like a quote that you like to live your life by? You know, it's funny. I, one of my favorite quotes is talk doesn't cook the rice. It's a, it's a Chinese proverb. And I love it because one of the, one of the bitches that I dealt with growing up was I would talk a lot of shit. I would say I was going to do something and not actually follow through on it. And that's a big part of ditch the bitches is, is essentially how much you believe yourself when you're actually making promises to yourself and making promises that you want to keep. And so I think talk doesn't cook the rice is another way of kind of a modernizing it would be saying, stop talking, 
commit to it if you want to commit to it and if it's something that you really want. But if you don't, stop saying it because you're just going to be kind of playing games with yourself. Yeah, and definitely. And this is the thing. It's, it's okay not to want that thing. Like sometimes people just say it because that's like what everyone seems to want or what everyone's saying. So they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to do that too. Let's do it. It's like, if you don't want to do it, just say it. Like it's, right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely. Or because you think you're supposed to do it. Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. But, could we find out a little bit more about your alpha origins? Like what's your background? You don't obviously roll straight out of school into this situation. So like, where are you from originally? What's the journey basically? What's the journey? You know, you're right. I didn't, I tried to find bitch ditching as a major at my university, but they didn't <laughs> offer it at the time, but hopefully they're lost, it. man. They're lost. <laughs> you know, my, my general story is I, I went to uni, I, I went to college as we say in the States yeah. And I graduated and I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. Now, growing up, I was overweight, turned obese, um, completely really? out of shape, wasn't, wasn't into health and fitness, was like the typical that's, last kid picked I wouldn't have guessed that. That's crazy because like, obviously, I only know you in the last sort of six months and I just, I wouldn't have even, I, well, how do you know, I guess, but I just wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> well, well, thank you. That's because I ditched those bitches. That's yeah. right. But, you know, after, after college, I, I was still, you know, pretty darn overweight. And yeah. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I packed up a backpack and I went traveling around the world and I worked odds and end jobs. And as I was overseas, I started kind of realizing that, you know, the best version of myself probably would, would not weigh as much as I weigh and wouldn't feel <laughs> the way I feel. And so I started just kind of for my own research, getting into health and fitness because I never, I was never working out. I never was athletic. Yeah. So I started getting into it and I, and I started seeing results and I was like, wow, this is really amazing. I, I felt better at my, you know, you obviously know how much it can change your life. Yeah. And so as I started really getting into it and I decided that I wanted to be a personal trainer and help other people do the same thing. So I came, I came back from overseas. I went back to school and I, I studied the, the actual academic and practical side of it. And I um, was training and then I worked at a personal training school and I ended up starting my own fitness boot camp business. Mm -hmm. and um, it just kind of exploded just I think a lot of people related to the fact that I was a non-exerciser and not into it and um, so I had a kind of a, a different take on it than, yeah. than somebody who might have grown up with it and so um, but in that journey first and foremost for myself I realized that after I lost the weight I still had these what I now call bitches roaming around you know, I didn't feel the confidence that the commercials and magazines were going to tell me I'd feel. And I wasn't feeling like gung-ho, alpha female, amazing, yeah. you know, about myself. And so I went on this whole other journey of personal development. And um, because of my own injuries and spine surgery, I ended up studying neurology in the brain. And so Ditch the Bitch actually came about when I put the connection together between the mind and the brain. And I was doing a lot of coaching programs within my boot camps as a kind of a for people that wanted to take their journey to the next level. But then yeah. on the physical side, I was studying the brain and neurology of pain. And there's definitely a, a crossover between the two. And so, um, so about, can I just tell you that you, you yeah. mentioned that you kind of skirted over, but I'm just instantly, I'm, if I'm thinking it, someone else was thinking it spinal injury. They're not, that's not a small issue. What happened there? Mm. You know, nobody can tell me exactly what happened, but there's a, a lot of, a lot of guesses say that it was because I carried so much excess weight. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that my back problems didn't start until after I lost the weight. And so, um, you know, just a lot of theories that have you know been told to me, but my personal theory is that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to support my frame after I lost the weight. I didn't, I didn't know what I knew about the body, yeah. what I know now about the body. And I 
obviously would have done things differently, but I, I had a, um, everybody gets herniated discs, but I had a herniated disc that was, it, it calcified it hard and it was sitting on nerve Whoa. and um it got to the point where they were like okay you need to get get in there or else a lot of other things yeah. could, could happen so Dominize, yeah. um <laughs> it was after the surgery though that was the biggest um you know headache and heartache for me because my body was just it, the surgery was a success and i wasn't in pain anymore or i didn't have the injury anymore but i still had residual pain and i still at you know this is when i was 25 and Whoa, I still had yeah. the left side of my body wasn't working right. And I was like, this is not cool. But so I, my body wasn't working right. And I, I literally felt like I had an 80 year old spine. And so that's what led me to, I went to study the nervous system because I knew I had a nerve problem, not even knowing that I would be actually studying the brain. Yeah. And so, um, in the background, I had been running some coaching programs and, and masterminds at, with my ladies at my studio. And then I found this whole other piece of the puzzle, which was I was sitting the mind and human behavior and all that stuff and, and lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I, then I started sitting the brain and everything just started making more sense. And um, so there's definitely a little bit of geekery in my, in my book just because it's, it makes the puzzles all fit together. All the puzzle pieces come together. Brilliant. And you just mentioned it there. I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast properly. You've got a book. Um, it is Ditch the Bitch. So tell us a little bit. I mean, we're talking about the whole yeah. show, but do you want to just give us a little snippet Absolutely. of that? Well, when people asked me what Ditch the Bitch was, it was, it's so many things. And so I found it was actually one of the reasons I wrote a book was just because it was easier to say, hey, read the book because there's yeah. so much to know about it. You know, we all, even, I mean, it, I, it was specifically written for women because that's who I worked with. Yeah. But I can't even tell you how many men have contacted me and been like, men have bitches too, you know? <laughs> and so in a nutshell, I take, I take um, the reader through the concept of bitchery and ditchery and all the you know background information so that you can help kind of discover what areas of life it's popping up on in your life and keeping you from doing the things that you want to do or just being the person you want to be and i go through the main three categories of bitch um there's three main ones that pop up all throughout life and there's a lot of different incarnations of of that you know you can go narrow and deeper into each of those categories but i also uh share a system for bitch ditchery and how to set yourself up for um, you know, a winning game and be a mad scientist so that the bitches stay, stay out. <laughs> and it was just, like I said, it's, um, it's a lot of people that are having, are coming up on speed bumps with their transformations, whether it's weight loss or health, or they want to become more organized or whatever it is, right. They don't necessarily know what's going on. And if I, it, this ditch the bitch kind of happened when um, you know, I would have clients that would come to me when I was, when I had my fitness studio, they'd be like, I'm, I'm having trouble losing weight, or I want to look good in my little black dress. And if I said to them, great, let's talk about your mindset. Let's talk about what's going on in your yeah. head. It's a disconnect, you know? And so I've known for a while that I needed to make personal development and, um, mindset sexy for lack of yeah. a better word. And so ditch the bitch was my way of doing that because I know that it'll rock people's world and change their lives if they just open their eyes and mind to it. And because what they think they need is probably not what they think they need and they might not be looking for what they actually need. And so that was the purpose of Ditch the Bitch, the book, the brand, the, the music video, all of it is just kind of this awareness of, hey, we all have bitches and it's all good. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't mean that you're a slacker or that you're lacking confidence. It, it just means you have bitches and here's how you can ditch them. Definitely. I mean, it sounds amongst that, like to me that you've already answered this, but I just would... 
want to give you the chance to, if you can, maybe pick a, a specific time out. But when was like your awakening moment? When did it all start to change for you? Was it the spinal injury or was it like when you, like you said, when you went traveling and obviously in certain places you're in bikinis and different things or just, yeah. When yeah. was it? It's interesting because, um, you know, I had a few different awakening moments, but um, the, in terms of like really becoming the next version of myself. Some, one of my, one of my mentors said to me one time, he's like, Leanne, losing weight isn't going to be the most miraculous thing you ever did. And it's not going to be your biggest accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And cause for so long, I was thinking that like, that was the biggest transformation I ever made. Right. And unbeknownst to me, he was absolutely right. And my awakening moment was probably when I, um, there was, there was a few, but just in general, the last couple of years, when I realized that um, my, the, the confidence that I didn't have that I thought I should have at that point in time, like there was a disconnect between my body and my brain. And yeah. so like, when I say it's one thing to identify for me that I wasn't fat anymore or that I wasn't fat anymore, yeah. but to reconcile it was a completely different thing. Meaning walking around as if that was the truth. So like mm -hmm. I would, I identified that I wasn't, didn't weigh that anymore and didn't look like that anymore. But I'd still walk into a room feeling like I was being judged, feeling like people were looking at me like I was fat, not like feeling like, who am I to be a fit pro? Like I had yeah. big issues with that. Like, who am I to tell people how to lose weight and, and be healthy when I look this way, you know, yeah. this way, those were <laughs> bitches talking, right? So it was a big awakening for me when I realized that um, the body and my brain just were, were having two different conversations and it was really impacting everything from my ability to connect with people, from my ability to actually present myself in a way that I wanted to present myself. And, and to be honest, like the, the, I closed my, my fitness studio, um, about six months ago or eight, six months ago. Yeah. And, um, I probably, if I didn't have all these bitches, would have closed it a while ago because I, I'm really that committed and mission-driven about Ditch the Bitch because um, I, I believe I'm better serving to the world and to my clients to, yeah. to be helping on this part of it. So that was a big thing for me. I knew I had a big level of bitchery to get through on my own to have the confidence to do what I'm doing now, which is you know kind of be a freshman in, in a different industry after I was in the fitness industry for so long. So I think the awakening moment was, if I were to bottom line it, it would be, wow, Leanne, you're not stepping into the version of yourself that you truly, truly know you can be and that you want to be. And there's something to this. And it started with me just realizing that my head and my body weren't matching. Yeah. But then I realized all the residual stuff beneath it. Brilliant. Okay, so who helped you ditch the bitch? Who helped awaken your alpha? This is our Yoda question. You know, I have a, ser a, a few people in my life. I think everybody has those people in their lives that they see something in you that you haven't seen and like you wish you could see it, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, specifically, they're uh, my good friend, uh, Kevin Donahue, who I met through uh, Joe Polish. Uh, he was definitely a big mentor and um, cheerleader for me. Um, you know, earlier in my career, uh, Bedros Koulian was definitely, yeah. um, he was a coach of mine, but also a friend and, um, really supported me. Um, Dax Moy, the same was, is a coach of mine, but also really supported me and, and loved me. Uh, Rocco Castellano had a big impact on my transformation. And then just, um, generally speaking, like my friends and family, you know, I have three yeah. older brothers that probably gave me a lot of my bitches. Um, <laughs> but 
And fast yeah. forward to now, Brothers Everly. Brothers and sisters can be quite abusive. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So even though we all have Character our own building. conversations. <laughs> definitely. You know, we all have stories about like how we were brought up. Like, oh, I was raised with certain stories in my head. So every, I have the same stories that everybody else has, but it, it, I wouldn't be who I was without my parents and, and my brothers as well. So um, yeah, I would say that probably like puts a nice solid wrapping around the people that have mentored me, but also seen something in me. Kevin Nations is another one who I've known for a couple of years now and we just became re really good friends and he always saw something in me cool. that I um, hope to have seen myself, you know. Awesome. What's one of your biggest failures you've ever had? My biggest failures? You mean those were not perfect? What? <laughs> it's so funny because I know you're looking at me and you're thinking, really? But no, no, we all have them. So, what is maybe um, a, a good one? Yeah. <laughs> I know we've no, got loads absolutely. Of because um, my perfectionist bitches were my biggest bitches. Yeah. You know, um, a few a few months ago, I would have said that my fitness business was a failure, which is so crazy to me because anybody who looked on the inside or from the outside of my yeah. fitness business, it was it was very successful by everyone else's definitions. I was on TV every week. I had all this publicity, all this stuff. But to me, because I wasn't taking people to the on the journey that I want to take them on right now, yeah, I would say I would have said that the, it, at the time for a while I said it was a failure, yeah. and now I see that it wasn't. But you know. Um, just straight it's funny because this is just where our minds go right um i this is this is something that happened to me in fifth grade is that so silly yes okay good, good stuff good. i was it there was a talent show a fifth grade talent show oh yeah it must have been traumatizing if it's fresh yeah. in the movie. so what happened? i was just i was just joking saying that i'm gonna be crying for my mommy in a minute but um fifth grade talent show i got up to sing i've been singing since i could talk right okay and I got up to sing and I, the perfectionist in me, I thought that I messed up or something. Yeah. And so I stopped mid song and I ran off crying off stage. Okay. And then my dad was there and he came and gave me a pep talk, which is probably like stop being such a pussy. It was probably yeah. what he said <laughs> or something like that. He had the like tough love kind yeah. of thing. And I ended up going back on stage and finishing it. But when I, when I, I say that it's so long ago, but the kind of failure story I had in my head about that, um, one of the reasons I made the Ditch the Bitch music video is because for so many years I sang and nobody in the world even knew about it because I wouldn't sing for anybody else. Yeah. And so for a long time, I had this like failure story in my head about my singing and my talents and all that stuff. And so the world never saw it until recently. I just started kind of sharing the fact that I sing and not yeah. caring if I mess up on a note or whatever. So I know that sounds so kind of trivial, but no, it's actually a big deal for me. No, definitely, and it, like you're saying, it, 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 hang, it stayed with you for a long time. So. Absolutely. <laughs> just need a I'm minute. <laughs> just give me a minute. I can edit it I'm out. I'm over worry. it, I swear. <laughs> awesome. Okay. What is the crappiest job you've ever done? Oh my God. Okay. This is easy, but it's also one of the like best hair on my chest building jobs ever. I was back. I was a backpacker, you right? You have hair I, on your chest? No, <laughs> that is a rumor. <laughs> so, <carry on. laughs> I came back from overseas after college. I mentioned that I went back. I, I saved up money from odds and end jobs, right? Yep. Went overseas, came back when I ran out of money, lived with my parents while I would save more money and go overseas. I did this for about three years in a row. Okay. And so 
one of the times I came home, I came back to Orlando where my family lives. And I was just like, I can't be here anymore. Like everything was exactly the same. And yeah. I had completely changed. And I just, my friend calls me, right? She's Israeli. And she calls me from, and she's like, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Okay. She's like, my first language is Hebrew. I don't like, I don't speak English as well as you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm killing it over here. This was in 2004 when like over in the States recession was not. And it was when everybody had fake money from like yeah. real estate investments. <laughs> right. Um, and so she's like, I'm on, I'm selling hair straighteners in the middle of the mall. Come live over here. <laughs> so I moved to Portland, Oregon for four months during what the Israelis called the Christmas. Yeah. And you moved I, for hair straighteners in the mall. Awesome. Yeah. And it was crazy because like I killed it over there. Like I was, I mean, now here's the thing. I absolutely believed in the product because I was one of those little girls who had such straight hair. It would never hold a curl. Right. And there's girls that would never be able to straighten their hair. So this thing really was the bee's knees. Like I could curl the straight, straightest hair and, and straighten the curliest, okay. but it was awful seven days a week. Um, like during Christmas hours, it was like 7am to midnight. The malls are open. Uh... It was, I felt like I was selling my soul to the devil in a way, like, <laughs> but it was an amazing experience in a lot of ways. Man, that sounds like mall rats or something like that. <laughs> it was awful. I would never recommend it, but I'm so glad that I did it, you know? Yeah. Again, character building. We get a lot of that. You asked for crappy, okay? <laughs> but I've, right. I've been a waitress. I mean, I've been all of it, so. What do you think is absolutely useless? You know, you just don't get, because there's loads of things like people do or just stuff that come, might come into your life and you just think, what is the point of that? Like I one def- man's treasure is another man's rubbish. What do you think is just are, you, are we talking about actual thingamajigs? This can be whatever you like, want. What is useless? Like, it could be yeah. something people do or I don't know. It's up to you. It yeah. could be like a chocolate teapot. I don't know. The, the answer to the first thing in my mind is just like complaining about the things that we can and can't change would be the, like the, to me, when I say, think of waste, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what's the biggest energy waster and the yeah. biggest energy sucker. So like constantly just like what I call the bitching bitches, which are just, you're constantly bitching and blaming other people for what you do have the power to change or constantly bitching about the things that you don't have the power to change. So that would be my answer. I'm with um, you on that. That almost be my answer. That just does my nothing. I can't stand it. <laughs> I have to abort and leave the room. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, then it does my nut in too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This is our complete blank around. So you just got to complete the blanks for me. Okay. okay. Your best friend would describe you as? Uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just interviewed Steve Krebs. Krebs even. He said something along them lines, but a little bit more, uh, his language is a little bit more fruitful. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I have to give the crazy award to him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. What was the last time you were drunk? Um, God, I used to all the time, and I just don't really get drunk that much anymore. That's right. This could little... be interesting. It might you might have to go way back. I got a little tipsy in Thailand, but oh, yeah, um, yeah, that was recently. Yeah, I I mean I used to be a party girl back yeah. in my day. Vegas I, was it Vegas? I didn't get drunk in Vegas. Whoa. Like I, uh, it's crazy. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I got like really drunk. What a, okay, that, so tipsy in Thailand would take that was about mm-hmm. a month ago, was it, or even not even yeah, that? Yeah, okay. a little less. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that's a cool story. It's nice to say last time I got drunk was Thailand or somewhere mm. random. Cool. Okay. Um, if you had to eat just one food for the rest of your life, it would be easy peanut butter. <laughs> I, I believe that should be the fifth food group. I was yes, going to say. You are classic American because literally as an English person, when I first came over to America a few times, like there was, we just had peanut butter, but there you have peanut butter, 
cookies, peanut butter, chocolate, but everything is a peanut butter version of something. Absolutely. And, and I'm not complaining. I like it, but yeah. it is it's very popular. It's nuts. It's, it's what I would consider to be the fifth food group. <laughs> that and pizza. I was going to say pizza's come up because this, if you're smart about this, pizza, because you can have any topping in the world and it's, you kind of, that's true. You're probably going to survive very nicely right. on that one. Okay. Or like Joey Sherbiani from Friends would say, sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> I love that guy. He's my idol. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, Don't get me started on food because I'm a former fat girl. So okay. I could talk about that all day. Okay. Okay. We're moving on then. Your favorite film of all time is... I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves oh, with Kevin Costner. Love there's a beautiful movie. mullet in that. Beautiful mullet. Mm, yeah. Mm, absolutely. That, that is an awesome film. But over here, there's a little bit of love-hate relationship with that for me because that was the uh, the song, that Brian Adams' song that went on, along with it. That was the longest number one in England ever. It was the number oh. one for about 16 weeks. It oh. brainwashed the whole country and it was good oh, for yeah. maybe five, six, but number 16 weeks. Mm. It's back when it was like radio was everything like if you oh, listen man. to the radio that's how you get your music yeah that was quite painful but no that was a cool mm. film um okay now we're pretty much to the alpha round you've made it so this is where you're going to give us yeah exciting i know this is where you give us all your favorite resources tools and you start that off with a book recommendation yeah you know i know stephen pressfield's kind of comes up a lot with the um art of war and everything but i think his book turning pro is so underrated underrated and under the radar it really is about taking yourself to the next level and kind of cutting the shit and trimming mm -hmm. the fat um and then i would say also the 50th law by robert Ooh, green and, and fitty uh-huh fitty yo there you go there you fitty. go curtis uh-huh <laughs> but i'm not right. wearing because they're huge they weigh my head down <laughs> <laughs> we'd be talking like this all time. Neck, yeah so um those would be my two uh especially i guess talking along the lines of alpha okay what is a particularly high-tech productivity resource you use regularly and a particularly low-tech when i got an ipad it made me start making a lot more videos because of imovie because i have a pc and yeah. um it made me start just doing a, a lot more recording stuff and so in terms of high-tech um that is what i would say in terms of low tech, I am all about just a spiral bound notebook and a pen or pencil. And because a lot of times when I go to sit down at a computer, I just get this complete blank running over my brain. And so just, I love that and white paper with markers because I create better, even yeah. just like r making outlines in marker. Brilliant. Okay. What do you think is one of your key alpha habits? Figure out how to kind of not give a what somebody else says. Um, and then my non-alpha version of myself would would ask myself if I really don't care. Um, yeah. If it's, you know, so decipher from between the two. But I, I'd say like kind of just being my own person and being my crazy self and not worrying about how it's received. That's a good one. What do you think was holding you back, back in the day? Back in the day? Like um, why, why were you in this, well, the state that you've told us about when you was younger? How did it get to that point where you had to make a massive transformation? Like what was holding you back? Ironically, my answer would be probably the fear of what other people thought about me. Yeah. I thought other people were judging me, whether it was because they thought I was fat or because they thought I was a number of things. It's, it's ironic because the two answers are complete opposites of each other, which probably explains my transformation, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. What's some of the best advice you've ever received? It might be linked to what you've been saying. It could be yeah. the same answer for the last three. <laughs> the concept of just serving others and like looking for ways to always serve other people. Because 
I, um, I'm actually Jewish and I grew, I grew up like hating temple and hating like, like Jewish stuff, like Jewish religious stuff <laughs> because I was like dragged to temple growing up. Yeah. So I missed out on the concepts of like the, the core value type stuff that I had to go create as an adult, things like contribution and, and loyalty and, and all those things. And so the concept of, of serving others was never like a big core value that was ingrained in me. And so just always being on the lookout for ways to do that was probably the, the best advice I've gotten from somebody else because it woke me up to something. Cool. Well, this is the wake up question. So if you were to wake up tomorrow, but you still knew everything we just talked about, so you're not brainwashed, but you've lost all your online business, offline business, all your contacts. So you can't even hit me up for a favor. You've just got your very close family and friends, but you've got a clean slate. So you could go in any direction. What would you do in that first day, that first week? Specifically? Yeah. God, that's a great question. Cause I kind of did this a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I would probably you might tweak what you did. Maybe I don't know. You know, I would probably do nothing and I would probably spend that day getting really, really, really clear mm -hmm. on who I am, what my message is, who I want to serve, what my beliefs are, because only then would I be able to communicate it well to others. So I would actually kind of introvert myself yeah. and um, they too. get really clear on that stuff first. Okay, cool. And then practically, what would you do after that? Um, man, if I couldn't call on my friends, no, <laughs> um, um, I'd probably start figuring out the best way to shout it from the rooftops, yep. you know, make videos. In my case, I would make a music video. Um, <laughs> I would just, I would get the message out, figure out how to disseminate that information as quickly and as funly. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, people overcomplicate stuff. That's it. There you go. That's what can people can do tomorrow. Get clear they can... on the message, go shout it to the world. That's day one, day two. Done. Day three, Done. success, Bosch. Day but three, they rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard couple of days. Yes. Okay. Was there any questions that you really wanted me to ask or thought I was going to, and I've just messed up? Like any questions you can think of? Oh, you are awful. You are awful. <laughs> you know, I was interested. I'm curious. What would, how would you define the alpha female? Interesting. I like this. Okay. For me, the alpha, as we talked about, interestingly, if you look up the definition of alpha, I don't have it to hand, but it has no reference to male or female. It is, you know, I think in the animal kingdom, it is probably a little bit more uh, and dominating. But in my mind, it's really having hold of all your marbles. So not letting one area of your life really drop off. So not sacrificing your family for career or not sacrificing, you know, your passion for money or something, you know, it's getting that balance, but being assertive and like you say, clear things that you said and why you're on this show, knowing what you're about, sticking your flag in the sand and just standing by it, you know, not trying to be influenced because you, you know, you think this person's cool. So then you're going to change all your opinions. You can mm. think people are cool and have difference of opinions. Mm. So, um, it's really this show, it's people think it leans towards men and it does, but it's going to pull out people like yourself because it's a mindset. I don't think it matters whether you have a dangly bit or something else. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so that, that is my, my thoughts on the subject. That's very presumptuous. I do not have one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, sneaky. You're the first person to turn the tables, but you know, well, I was just curious because one of the things that I battled was the whole, what I call the tough gal act where yeah. I like it's, it's, 
the nothing bothers me and I'm hard as stone and, Ooh, it, yeah. you know, so, um, and I kind of associated that in a way with alpha female. Yeah. Um, and so I was just curious, but I like your definition of it a lot better. A lot of people's opinion of an alpha male for me is like the worst thing ever. That guy is a Muppet. I mm. see them a lot. And mm -hmm. just being the big dude with lats are so huge that your arms can't come down by your side and pushing people out the way and just being an idiot, basically. Right. And same for females. You get them as well, the female versions who are just, you know, they're scary to be around, clicking their fingers and nibbling your face. That's not alpha. That's just, mm. you know, that's just annoying. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that is the arch. <laughs> so on that note, that's a good time to finish. <laughs> this, cool. is, this has been awesome. Who would you recommend that we interview next? Could be male, female, could be... You know, it could be Michelle Obama or it could be someone under the radar. It's up to you. I know. Can I get back to you on that one? Can oh, just I just chuck something out famous that you think is cool then? <laughs> they can go on the dream list. You know, any of the people that I mentioned as my uh, mentors, I would say. I've would got Dax great. is coming on. Josh Carter, Josh Carter would be a, a good person on this podcast because he is your typical alpha male. I okay, that's, that's, that's what I wanted. That's cool. I'll, I'll chase him down. Let's see what I can. I say you recommended him. I'll put it on you. What's the best way people can find out more about, I was going to say the bitch. That's not very nice. Find out more about Ditch the Bitch and yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. If you go to howtoditchthebitch.com, if you are a regular everyday person on the streets that's looking to ditch the bitches, it'd be howtoditchthebitch.com. And if you're a fit pro who's looking to help your clients ditch your bitches and want an actual system to use, it's howtoditchthebitch.com slash pro. Cool. Two places. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you up to for the rest of the day? I am actually going to be shooting some videos for uh, one of the pro products I'm creating. So, man, that is a yeah. fun day. I love doing that. Yeah. That's going to cool. go so, by the lake and. Cool. So, where are you based now? I'm in Orlando, Florida. So. Nice. And that's where you're originally from, isn't it? Or around there? Yeah, area? it's where I grew up. And so uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm always going to have a home base here, but I'm a big proponent of traveling and freedom and all that stuff. So um, now I don't have a brick and mortar studio anymore. I now have the opportunity to actually kind of decide where I want to live and what I want to do. So I'll always have Orlando as a home base, but I'm thinking about testing out some, some waters elsewhere for a little while and just seeing how I roll. <laughs> nice. Well, again, seriously, I, we, we're done. It's been awesome. So thank, thanks for taking the time. Cool. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by the Alpha Way Intensive. This is where we get six aspiring or current alpha men and we take them away to the coast and we just take them to another level. So if you're interested in that, we have South Coast UK, the first ever one on very early first week in September free free days you need to be available and then we move over two weeks later around the 19th 20th and 21st to the west coast USA check out this fantastic podcast do the little guy a favor subscribe and review it'll help get him off my back the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless <laughs>